Welcome to today's episode on Life in the Front Office. I'm your host, Jake Hirschman. And today's episode, we are going to go the entrepreneur route. Uh, Jason Bergman, co-founder of Market Price. Um, look, everything in the entrepreneurial world, let's just say, starts with a problem, hopes for a solution. Uh, and ultimately, we're going to talk about one that's uh, in the sports world quite, uh, quite the, the, the problem that everyone's thinking about. Um, how are we going to solve, you know, NIL? How are we going to solve athlete content, brand sponsorships, etc.? So, you know, as as we dive into today's episode, um, Jason, uh, this will probably launch pretty close to right when he is launching Market Price. Uh, so keep that in mind. Uh, but nonetheless, Jason, welcome to the podcast. Wow, Jake, I'm just I'm I'm very happy to be here. Uh, I've listened to you a lot. I'm a big fan of the podcast. It feels like, uh, it doesn't feel like I'm on a podcast right now, but it's great to be here. Um, I'm, a, I'm a big fan. But well, look, yeah. looking, forward, looking forward to having you on and, and sharing your insights. Um, you know, you've got a, a great background. Uh, I would say starting a company doesn't just come poof out of the air, right? There's always something behind it. Uh, there's always a reason why, um, not only a reason why for whatever the product is, but also just a reason why for you, right, internally, why you want to do it. So just give us a little insight as to, um, A, just what market price is, and B, kind of the background story as to how you got there. Yeah, of course. So market price is the marketplace for athlete marketing is, is how we're coining it and how we're preparing for launch in a few days. And what we're trying to do is empower professional athletes, empower sports agents, and soon to be student athletes, once they're eligible to start closing endorsement deals, empower them to close more marketing deals with brands. And when you think of these endorsement deals, it can be social media deals uh, on Instagram or Twitter, sponsored posts. It could be free product gifting where an athlete gets free headphones or, you know, cleats or whatever it is. Um, it could be endorsement deals more uh, integrated. So it could be, let's say, a photo shoot or it could be, you know, multiple social media posts over the course of a year. But helping these athletes take marketing into their own hands. So I think the one biggest thing for me is, you know, with 2020 happening, everything else in 2020 aside is, is one thing that you could take from it is like the player empowerment era, right? So you see guys like Kevin Durant starting their own venture firm, LeBron James starting their own studio, um, production studio, um, TV shows. You have even guys like DeAndre Hopkins in the NFL investing in multiple companies. This was not happening years ago. Um, you know, and then again, tomorrow, we're going to have student athletes, um, like we talked about earlier, Jake, uh, you know, getting endorsement deals and being eligible to start making money using their name, image and likeness. So allowing athletes and to just really close deals at the palm of their hands with our mobile app is going to be incredible. Um, and, and that's something that that really excites me uh, a little bit more about why I'm getting into it. I know we just bonded over being Suns fans, the perennial bad Suns fans. Uh, like I said, my wife, I don't know if she'll listen to this, but we're already naming our first dog Devin for Booker, but uh, huge sports nerd. And I've always loved sports and I've always been a passionate fan for athletes. And bringing it back to the business side, you hear the trend influencer marketing and you see that influencers are posting and it's a $10 billion industry. And you know who are even are these influencers? They're just fashion bloggers or mommy bloggers or really good looking girls with a lot of guys following them seriously. Um, athletes have passionate fan bases. They have hyper-localized fans. If you look at the following of probably anyone on the Suns, think Mikhail Bridges, 
he probably has most of his following in Phoenix because he's a star on the Phoenix Suns and Philadelphia because he went to Villanova University um, where those followers of him are fans of him. So for brands who are looking to spread awareness to a really engaged and passionate fan base, uh, you know, I think the market is absolutely massive. Um, again, just a last stat on that, like TV spending and TV advertising probably gets all the glint and glam when you, you see marketing, but for the first time ever in the last year, digital ad spend has surpassed TV ad spend. That is a trend that is only going to continue. I can pretty much guarantee it. I'm sure you agree, Jake, but spending on social media, spending online, getting to consumers directly to our smartphones, uh, you know, as brands who want to do that, using athletes and using someone that their potential customers trust already is a huge marketing advantage. So that's really the market that we're, we're really attacking. And I know I'm the founder, but I'm really freaking excited for it. And for, for our listeners to understand too, it's, I mean, there's an app aspect to it, right? So um, just give the listeners some context as to how the company works, uh, what the product ultimately is, and, and then maybe kind of the exchange from, you know, brand to agent or brand to athlete, et cetera. Yeah, definitely. So let's look at it from like the brand side. Um, and, you know, let's say life in the front office podcast is a, a company they want to, um, they want to get sponsors. Let's say if I'm a sunglass brand, and I want to work with athletes, how do I use market price? So you would create what we call a campaign. You can think of it like a job posting where they would state a little bit more about why they're the coolest sunglasses, why you athletes can wear them when they're running and how many colors they have and just show pictures. So why would you want to work with my sunglass company? And then what they would state is what they're looking for from an athlete. So these marketing managers, um, even founders of that, let's say sunglass company, they know where they should be spending dollars on marketing. They know that if they have a retail store, they should get people in the stores. They know if they sell only online, they should be getting people clicking on their Instagram ads and going to their online store. So they know where their budget's going. So they should be the ones saying, well, we want you to post on Instagram. We want you to post on Twitter. We want you to just take cool photos because it's in the middle of a crisis and we can't have photo shoots. We just need content to share online and on our website. So here's what we want you to do and post that live. And that campaign, along with the other brand campaigns, will be live to all of our market price athletes. And then let's say I'm an athlete or an agent, so switching sides. If I'm an athlete, I sign up, I create my own profile. So I add my photo, my hometown, my interests, any charities I'm aligned with, my social media handles. It takes about two minutes to create. And then you either go on our website or our mobile app, and you get to sort through all of these campaigns. And I was a former sports agent, and I'm sure we can get into that later. But my day was filled with like cold emailing and cold calling and DMing brands on Instagram. Seriously, just going through Instagram and DMing brands. Hey, here's my athletes. Do you want to work with me? And like my thumbs almost broke. It was just so inefficient. So what I would do is sign up my athletes, create profiles for my athletes and see brands who have signed up to market price. They've created a campaign because they specifically want to work with professional athletes. These are the hottest leads I'm ever going to stumble upon. So applying and this application process takes a few clicks, but you'll be able to apply. Uh, we help you do that. We help you pick how, how much you should be asking for, but saying, hey, I'm interested in this deal. Please work with me. Brand C applications. They say, okay, great. Here's the 50 applications I got. I want to work with these 10 athletes. They send a proposal through market price 
and the athlete or agent accepts the proposal. So the entire deal goes through our platform and there's also a chat feature as well. So you can call, you can email, or you could use our chat feature to really communicate with the other side and hash out any final details. But bringing this deal process from months of negotiating costs and finding the right person and just, you know, kind of just seeing if it's a good time for the brand, hopefully down to a matter of hours to really close these deals. Yeah. We mentioned at the beginning of this episode, there's always a why, right? There's always some sort of problem or some like aha moment of, okay, what if we did this and this might solve this? Um, what, you know, you mentioned you were a former sports agent. So in your experience as an agent, what were some of the things that derived you and, and got you to where you are now? Yeah, it's a great question. So I, I know this is a podcast and we're not recording the visual, but I did like sports agent in quotes and I'll get to why, but I started out on the brand side. So I helped a lot of these companies for years, uh, find athletes to work with and sponsor athletes and close deals. So I saw the problem firsthand of one, these brands just didn't have a vehicle to target these athletes and they didn't know what to ask for. They didn't know how much to pay them. They didn't know how to measure if it was a good deal or not a good deal. There were a lot of problems there. So once I moved from the brand side and learned a lot about the brand's problems and saw it from the brand side first, I realized that this was such a need. And I had the idea, the inkling for market price. I know you've done the same with some of my, your ideas, Jake, I'm sure with your book, you know, as soon as your head hits the pillow, you got this idea, you write it down your phone. So I had this idea, but I realized that I was never a sports agent or an athlete. So I never knew from the other side how hard it was. So again, podcast, you can't see I'm five, six and you know, not an athlete at all, um, kind of play soccer, but I couldn't just become a professional athlete or a college baseball player like you. So what I did was start a sports agency. So I literally DM'd on Instagram, probably like five to 600 NFL athletes um, around the 2018 NFL draft. And I was just like, hey, I worked with brands. I would love to help get you marketing deals. Are you free for a phone call? So I got like six to seven responses. So actually not that bad for the amount of DMs I sent out. I had calls with these guys and I said, look, you can work with your agent. Um, I'm not interested in working with you in the contract side right now. I just want to bring you marketing deals. So if I stumble upon a deal, I send you an offer. All you have to do is say yes or no. Um, if you want free product, great too. I'll have them send it to you. For athletes, it was sort of a no brainer. Like why not? Um, it wasn't an exclusive deal we had. So I ended up, you know, fast forward a year, I represent now uh, 12 professional athletes across the NFL and the NBA, helping find them marketing deals. Uh, we've closed over 100 deals with this agency, and it's been really cool to see my idea still held intact. So it wasn't super easy, even with my sales background, to close more marketing deals and to pitch these deals and make millions of dollars as a sports agent. It's really, really hard. Um, so one thing I wanted to do was build a solution, build market price to make my life as a sports agent a whole lot easier and to make the brands that I used to work with more easily and more efficiently and just have more knowledge around it, work with athletes and agents and make the right buying decisions. Uh, and that's really what we're making market price to be. No, it's really exciting. And, and I'm really excited just to see how it, how it works and, and kind of the explosion of, you know, brands and athletes kind of coming together and, the ease of, you know, incorporating and engaging, you know, brands and athletes on social media, digital media, uh, et cetera. And, you know, as you think about just the landscape as a whole, you know, you're in this, this time period of um, COVID. I'm sure the idea started before COVID, but, you know, as, as you're starting a business, scaling it, building a team remotely, um, fundraising remotely, 
you know, there's, there's a lot of challenges. Um, and not only are you having to do that, you're, you're wondering, are there any competitors out there that are doing the same exact thing in this wild, wild world, right? Um, and, and if so, when are they launching? Are they launching before me? Are they launching after me? Um, there's always probably a thousand thoughts going through your head, but let's go back to the basics. You got to start something from scratch. Uh, you've got a co-founder and then you go and recruit 12 other or 10 other people to, to kind of help you um, glue the whole thing together uh, and get started. So just talk a little bit about that process and, you know, some of the struggles uh, and also some of the, you know, aha moments. Yeah, of course. So yeah, there was a million thoughts I had when you were just speaking. So I guess we could start with the co-founder and the team building because with COVID, um, you know, it's, it really is difficult. And I mean, you've seen so many people really uh, intelligent, smart and talented people get let go because businesses are just struggling. So for me, um, what I did was, you know, I, I actually was lucky enough to work at another startup um, called Robley and it was an email marketing startup and I was one of the salespeople there interesting fact, there was 30 salespeople at the company when I was there and we fired 28 out of 30 in one day. I didn't even tell you this. Crazy, right? Yeah. So 28 out of 30 people, I was one to stay on board. And there was one engineer, his name is Sherry R. He's the co-founder and CTO of Marketplace. And he interviewed, it's funny, before. So he saw when his interview, 30 people. And then when he came in to work the next day, it was like a week later, there was only five people in the office. And he's like, I could swear there were more people here when I came in to interview. And that's always a funny joke that we kind of tell each other, but that was back in 2016. And that was before he even worked in sports at all. But, you know, he was, he was a great guy. He was always, I mean, he's super entrepreneurial. He is an unbelievable coder. He's an unbelievable manager. He's always doing real estate on the side before I met him. And back in March, I just kind of reached out again on Instagram because I saw him posting all the time was like real estate developments or new positions at his job and he was constantly getting promoted. I was like, hey dude, I know this sounds crazy, but here's this idea I have. What are your thoughts? And he loved the idea. And the, the biggest thing for me was at any point over the last six months, he could have just dropped and left and been like, I'm not interested. And it's not like I'm paying him a salary where he could just get kind of get fired. Um, he, I needed to make sure that he was totally invested in the business. It was my idea from the start and he's the one building it, coding it, and we would not be where we are without him. And to get him super interested in what we're doing, soul sold on it. So he's spending hours and he's as dedicated, you know, it's not a problem encouraging me to work on this. I can work on this 24 hours a day, but to get someone on the outside working with me, especially in a remote world has been really difficult, but to find the one or two things that he really loved in the business, get him super interested in it and excited about it. So he's the one encouraging himself when he's like, wait, why am I doing this again? Why am I quitting my job and spending hours a day for six months building this website? That's not even my idea. I'm making it so it is his idea and it's our idea and it's our baby that we're growing. Um, I don't know if my wife's going to like hearing that part, but you know, it, it makes sense as a business and it, it extends, like you said, with the, we've recruited a team of 10 other interns. We have a team of 12 people all remotely. The other week we had our first happy hour and it was awesome. It was people from Arizona and New Orleans and Philadelphia. And it was just really, really cool to see people all over the country who we've never met before, who are all really close. Um, 
it's really hard to start a culture from the ground up, especially remotely, because you don't have the just water cooler talk. Um, but you really have to make an effort. And we've done that and find the one thing or two things about market price that really excites the interns so they can deliver their work. Um, so we can trust when the video goes off on Zoom or we're not slacking them that they're working because they're excited about it. And they have something to lose if it doesn't work out other than a paying job. Um, and then once we launch, of course, um, you know, just really scaling those efforts and hopefully bringing people full on full time. No, it's incredible. And as you think about the lessons you've learned with building the, the staff remotely and figuring out what works and what doesn't work, what can some of those or, or, or people that are in either in the industry right now uh, learn from your experience, even though they're in a place that, uh, you know, isn't starting from the ground up and they probably went from office to remote? Yeah. Um, so you're basically saying like how to encourage a team when you're going from, yeah, yeah. So I think the biggest thing is like, you know, and I got this from, I got this from someone else, but Reed Hoffman is the, the former uh, founder of LinkedIn and he has his own podcast and it's not as good as the life in the front office podcast. Don't worry, Jake, but it's a really good one. And he said how everyone wants to be the hero in their own story. And if you can find what story they're telling themselves in their head and what, how they want to get there, and if you know their end goal and you just give them tasks to help them get to their end goal, they're going to care as much as you care about doing whatever you want it is to do. But if you have no idea what they're looking for, and even if you're paying someone or not, if you have someone on the team, it is so important to know what they're really looking for um, because that is how you're going to encourage them. You're not going to encourage them by hoorah, Zoom calls and happy hours and free snacks in the office. You're going to encourage them to do their best work because they're genuinely interested in what they're doing and they need to get what they're working on now done and they need to improve because again, they want to be the hero in their own story. They want to be that, okay, cool. I'm holding the trophy at the end of the story. Um, every single person wants to do that. So helping them get there, whether it's an intern who just started yesterday or a CTO who you're hiring um, that has years and years of experience. Everyone wants to grow. Everyone wants to improve. Everyone wants to do something. Find out what that something is and help them get there. No, it's great. If someone's listening to this episode two years from now, because Life in the Front Office podcast is continuing to grow and someone's going, man, I've seen this market price thing. Uh, I got to go back to this episode. Where, where are you going to be in two years? Wow. it's a good question. I like that. I like how you turned it around on me. Um, so where we're going to be is empowering, again, thousands of athletes and agents to close more marketing deals. I think social media marketing and influencer marketing on the athlete side is just starting. I don't think every, you know, if you're LeBron James or if you're Kevin Durant or if you're Messi or Ronaldo, you don't have a problem getting sponsorship deals. It's actually pretty crazy. According to Forbes, the first half of 2020, the top 100 athletes closed over $3.6 billion. The top 100 athletes, over $3.6 billion worth of deals in the first half of 2020, in a year that is obviously not a normal year. So that's on course for over $7 billion, the top 100 athletes. There, that does not include over 750 NFL athletes. It does not include over 450 NBA athletes. It does not include the 8,000 esports athletes there are, or the thousands of MMA fighters, or the 465,000 college kids out there. And you know what we came about is that top 100 makes up 0.02% of the total athlete market. And they're making over $7 billion a year. What we wanna help is 
I mean, the not top 100 athletes. We want to help everyone else. The superstar Mikhail Bridges on the Suns. We want to help the NFL rookie. We want to help the, the Olympic athletes that are about to compete in Tokyo in 2021 take advantage of their moment of spotlight and close more marketing deals and put it into their own hands. It doesn't need to be million-dollar deals or investment deals. It, it could be a $500 deal or getting free products sent to your house. Um, again, athletes really just want to use their relevancy to close deals, to get free product, to invest, to make partnerships. Um, and, and that's something we're working with athletes. Most athletes want to do that, uh, nearly all of them. So giving them tools to do so is really, you know, that, that's a big mission for us. No, that's huge. And I can just see kind of the, the opportunities and, you know, first thing comes to mind is like, okay, minor league sports athletes, right? Depending on whatever sport it is, you know, they're grinding. They don't have as much resources. How do you get them deals that just allow them to continue to have the right resources and the right protein powder and whatever it is, right? Um, you know, stuff that's going to last for a while and not, um, you know, having to just figure it out. You know, the other thing that comes to mind is, and I'm obviously passionate about this because, because you know, I wrote the book back in 2018, um, but the, the 465,000 student athletes, right? You just talked about the top 100 athletes. And in, in this world of the content and, and brands and, and marketing, um, it is kind of like the, you know, 99% that aren't going to go pro in their sport, right? It's probably the 1% that are going to get the marketing deals, the 99% that won't. Mm -hmm. um, but for the 99% that won't, how do they then learn how to get some of these deals, right? Again, whether it's free product, you know, small deal, whatever it might be, because every single market's going to be different. But in order to help understand how to build their own business, right? They are like, as, as a student athlete, you, you are a business in a way. Uh, and how do you run your own business, your own brand? How do you build it? Right? You may not get something as a freshman, but if you build something over two or three years, maybe something happens for you as a senior, maybe you're able to connect with that brand and then maybe you get hired on and, and you're able to go work for that brand as an ambassador or something. So there's so many different opportunities and, I, and I'm long winded here, but um, talk a little bit about the opportunity for that to help educate student athletes on how to best utilize themselves as, as a learning tool, right. And an experience to build a business. Yeah. So it's an awesome question. And I mean, we could even like use two examples. Let's start with you, Jake, cause you're a former college baseball player, right? Do you remember how many Instagram followers or social media followers you had when you were I, playing in your playing days? Oh man. Uh, not many because I clearly didn't care about it enough because I got rid of it about two and a half years ago and don't have it at all. So you will only find me on LinkedIn, but uh, yeah, not, not as many as uh, one would hope. So I, I didn't do that to call you out, obviously. <laughs> but the, the reason I brought that up is because for those athletes, you know, there's going to be the swimmers, there's going to be the rugby athletes, the soccer players, the Jake Hirschmans of the world, who, again, I don't mean to group you into this group that's not going to go pro, but you still have so much value to brands if, if you look at it the right way. So for example, you're in a baseball locker room with a bunch of other athletes who some can go pro, some may not go pro, but seeding product is such an overlooked part of the business. I've done sales for over five years. Every single brand I've spoke to thinks their product is the best, especially the founders and CEOs. They think my sunglasses are the best. My headphones are the best. My clothes are the best. And here's why. And they want to get product into influential people's hands 
at the core of influencer marketing. That's what it is. Use my product and you're going to love it. You don't need to buy it. I'll send it to you for free. That's what brands, a lot of brands really want to do, unless you're giving away like a $3,000 massage chair. But if you're giving away water bottles or wallets, or again, sunglasses, like, or protein, if they could send product to you for free, one for Jay Kirschman, that's cool. You're getting free product. You're getting basically sponsored to do what? An Instagram post or an Instagram story, or just even talk to your friends about it. If you try it and you like it, you're telling all your teammates that you're in the locker room with. Sports is such a close niche where, again, football in a football locker room. Are you kidding me? You send one athlete product, even if it's the smallest guy on the team, he plays with these other superstars. So getting your product in front of these athletes, having them shared on social media, whether you have 100 followers or 100 million followers, really getting that word of mouth out there because word of mouth is the best way to grow any single business in any capacity. And that's something that's important to, again, all those college athletes. That's what MarketPrice is going to allow Jake Hirschman and other college athletes to do. Log on, get free product because you may not be worth a six-figure deal just yet, but getting your foot in the door, trying product. And if you do really like it, awesome. Continue working with them. It's like a dating app. Continue working with them and continue finding out what that brand is looking for and see how you can work with them in any capacity. Yeah. And I think the one thing as we wrap up this episode, and and this is a huge point for brands now is the storytelling capacity, right? Because look, you could be the one at the end of the bench or the star and everyone's got their own story. And quite frankly, the one in the middle might have the best story that relates to your brand, right? Somehow, some way. Um, obviously there's got to be a way to figure that out, but the storytelling aspect can apply to anyone, right? Someone who maybe, you know, has a, has a, a background that's similar to the founder of the company or one of their other athlete ambassadors, or maybe they grew up in the same town that the company's headquartered, right? You never know kind of what that connection can be. And I think that, that this platform that, that you guys have created will also allow for that to happen. As you mentioned, kind of the brand mentioning what they're looking for, right? If you're the athlete and you go on and you're like, wow, this story really resonates with me. How do I become associated with them, right? Same yeah. thing. Yeah, giving them access. I mean, you, you wrote in your book, like how, and you were talking about this, um, an ebook coming out, like how you build your brand. Um, and that's really important, like choosing really cool companies that you want to associate yourself with and having the power to do that, whether you have an agent or not, um, making it personalized and just making it as easy as possible. Um, you know, it's, it's the dating app analogy. Like, let's say you're trying to date. I'm married, so I, I don't do this. But let's say my sister, who's not even looking for dates, but another example would suffice. But you go in the streets of New York City and you're just like, oh, cool, you're attractive. Let's go out. And you go to a bar, which is not happening now. And you try to find someone to date. You go on Tinder or Hinge and you're swiping right and left and you're finding people that you want to go out with. And you cut out a lot of the BS that takes into account dating life and you get what you came for. You get a date. That's the same thing with athlete marketing and market price. Yeah, I think, you know, hey, the, the dating analogy, uh, it's different for everybody, right? So I think um, take, it, take it for what it's worth in the, in the sense that, uh, you know, the tenders and the hinges of the world, they work for some, don't work for others, you know, but uh, that's here nor there. We're going to go a little rapid fire to wrap up this episode. Um, in terms of brands, right? What's the first brand that comes to mind uh, that would be your sponsor? Wow. By the way, sorry about the dating analogy. I didn't mean to open up a, a, a tough chapter in your life. That We can save that for another episode. But Absolutely. the first, first brand that would be my sponsor, um, 
I wish it was like Xbox and Microsoft Xbox. Um, I'm a big gamer. I was really shy growing up. I spent most of my time with my Xbox. So if Xbox sponsored me, I would happily promote them. If you could be a professional athlete, what sport would you play? Soccer. Definitely. Grew up playing soccer. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm okay. Uh, played at intramural in college, but you know, I'm 27. I still play with my high school team. Go dogs. If anyone is listening to this, but soccer for sure. Uh, and yeah, probably live in Europe too. I think that's a cool lifestyle. So Europe, Europe, where are you living? (sighs) Good question. Um, I've asked my wife this. she said Barcelona. So happy wife, happy life. Let's go to Barcelona. (laughs) I think, I think we ended on that. That's, that's enough. (laughs) that that makes that makes the episode jason bergman uh really appreciate you coming on again market price um launching here soon and just really excited to see uh what it's going to become Uh, for those listeners who want to go check it out where can they follow Yeah, so uh, Twitter, we're really active. Go on Twitter, market price. How you spell it is with a Y instead of an I. Um, but Twitter, go find us. Instagram, go find us. Find us on marketprice.com. Find me on Twitter. Uh, it's just Bergman Tweets. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to, if you're an athlete who wants to get signed up, reach out to me directly. I'm happy to help you. If you're a brand who wants to work with athletes and learn more before doing so, reach out to us. We're more than happy to help. Awesome. Appreciate the time, Jason. Thanks for the insights. That was a lot of fun, man. I'll talk to you soon.